A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Summertime and the living is easy. Dan. Dan. Stop. This is 2020, man. Summertime, doesn't matter. Living's not easy, man. This is basically the universe kicking us in the kidneys while we're already down on the ground, man. Ooh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just start our summer special then. All right, roll the tape. Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things supernatural. I'm one half of your hosting duo, Mr. Dan Martson. I'm recording just down from the crossroads, where Robert Johnson made his infamous deal with the devil. We're talking summertime, we're talking vacations, and as always, I am joined by one of the OGs, one of the founding fathers, Mr. Lee Eric. Lee, how's it going? Welcome back, Beyonders. I am excited to do a little summertime break. Um, Dan and I have been enjoying our time off, but we always think about our uh, Beyonders out there. I'm coming to you, as always, from the Bell Witch's backyard, and I'm here in the Haunted Barn Studios and as Dan said, we are talking about our vacations and how things have been going so far in the summer of 2020. So far, I think I might have COVID. That's great. So um, there's that. But the positive side is Dan and I are always virtual. So we got this down packed. Like other, other shows that are having to go virtual, they got to like figure it out. Now, nah, Dan and I are always virtual. So. Yes, yes. We live in that virtual world. Some people uh, think it's the Matrix. Maybe it is. Maybe it's all a simulation, Lee. We already covered that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is a good dynamic we've got online. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe I got it, too, Lee. I was just on a plane ride. It was packed with people. Oh, you definitely got like, it. Like, we, we went through the airports. I'm I'm got a feeling that I've got it. If I went... And had that swab shoved up my nose, I bet you a dollar it comes back positive. Um, please don't remind me that they're going to shove a swab up my nose when I go tomorrow to get checked out. Because I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's it's going to be deep. It's going to be in there all the way, scraping up against the back of your skull. <laughs> Luckily, I'm young and relatively healthy, so... Theoretically, I'm not going to be hit too hard with this, but now I probably just jinxed myself and I'm going to be one of the unlucky few. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, ventilators are not fun. No one, no one's like, let's go get on a ventilator this summer. Yeah, that's no. my idea of a good time. No, so no. yeah. But speaking of good times, Lee, actual good times. Not like having a stick shoved all the way up your nose until it touches your skull or having a tube shoved down into your trachea to help you breathe. Real good times. Uh, I went on a little vacation during our hiatus, Lee. What have you been up to during this hiatus? Well, I've had a lot of things going on in my life during this hiatus. Most of it has been revolved around working and chopping wood. I had a tree that I cut, had cut down um the other day and uh, I've been chopping it into firewood. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, Ooh, I feel like a real, what young a manly lumberjack. pastime, 
Ooh. It's, yeah, it's fucking miserable, dude. Like, I don't know <laughs> who would choose to do this. Um, I chose it because it saved me $300. But, yeah, other than that, no. No. Yeah. Well, Lee, let me tell you a story from my boyhood. <sighs> Growing up in North Idaho, uh, a lot of people use wood heat because wood is plentiful. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is time to go get it. And a lot of guys out there are loggers. So sawing down tr- trees, is it's just like second nature to them. They just go out and get them, right? Yeah. So we had wood heat for probably a good six years or so when I was growing up. We lived in this old farmhouse. It was... Uh, two stories with a very big attic over the top of it so it was practically three stories and it was it was built in like 1913 this place it had like newspaper for insulation <laughs> I've so lived in we burned like that. yes we burned a lot of wood to stay warm um and there's nothing like wood heat i love that good wood heat um but it was, I mean, it was a lot of work. There were summers where we would go out and we'd usually get about, I don't know, 13, 14 cords of wood just for us. Um, we had one summer where I swear to God, we did like 30 cords of wood. Yeah. And I'm just doing one tree, I'm one tree. And I'm like, this is fucking miserable. <laughs> it might be the heat though. Like the job itself is not terrible, right? Um, and, uh-huh. and it's already cut into like roughly the right lengths for me. Uh-huh. Um, the job itself is not terrible, but when you're talking like 70% humidity and it's like 90 degrees outside, it's fucking miserable. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you a little, um, my old man did his wood this way and it was genius, right? He, he would always buy wood or when we did wood, he'd always just saw it up into rounds, right? And then okay. throw it into the woodshed. And then in the winter time, when he wanted the wood, he'd go out and chop it then, and then bring it inside. Okay, so instead of having it chopped beforehand, you just chop it later. That's right, not exactly. Bad. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea. But I don't know. You're you're using hardwood. You might want it to dry out more. If if you chop it and stack it, it's going to dry a lot better. Yeah. So. And that's what I'm kind of going for. It's it's just a lot of work, and it's very hot. Um, and, you know, I'm doing it like a real man. I got myself a nice axe. Um, yeah, so. I don't, you get yourself a, a splitting maul? I got a fixer splitting axe is what, they, is what it calls itself, but it's pretty much a maul. <laughs> it's yeah, just a, it's like a sharpened maul, essentially. So. There you go. Um, like I said, I've never, I've never really dealt with too much hardwood now that we live in the South though. Like that's, uh, a lot of what we got down here. So yeah, we'll see up, up there in North Idaho is always, you know, pines and firs and tamaracks and yeah, all that hate, sort of stuff. I hate to sound like, but that the pine, you know, one strike, it's going to split, right? This stuff, sometimes I'm striking it like 10, 20 times before it even splits. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, that's rough, dude. That's rough. <laughs> um, dude, I don't know, though. We, every now and then, would get into some wet stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you get into a wet softwood, you just drive them all into it, and it's like a sponge. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's what some of it is, because it's been raining around here, too. So, Ooh. yeah. Rough. Wow, guys. The, the whole audience is just enthralled. Mm-hmm. With our tales of wood splitting. Mm-hmm. It is but, the woodcutting hour, and um, <laughs> that's what our new podcast is about. Woodcutting. <laughs> woodcutting. <laughs> How heavy is your mall, bro? You even <laughs> <laughs> talk about some hard- We got the hardwoods. We got the softwoods. Like, we're all up in it now. <laughs> but, I mean, Lee's out there. He's grown out his beard. He probably mm-hmm. takes off his shirt to make it look extra manly. I do. I do. There you go. You, you got to get yourself a nice flannel shirt to tie around your waist while you do it, you know? Ooh, good idea. 
Great idea. That's going to complete the look. And that'll Maybe. hide it, that'll hide the ass sweat as it like builds up in my like jeans or shorts. <laughs> Genius. Genius. <laughs> We've done it. We've just nailed it. Um yeah, get some of those double knee uh logger pants too. Those are always good. Yep. Um so yeah. There you go. Lee's out there splitting wood, working like a madman. Uh, we've got a lot of big plans for this summer. We're going to have a meeting. Me and Lee are actually going to get together. We're going to do some live person-to-person, face-to-face stuff, especially if we both have already had the corona. Like, why not, right? Not like you can get it again, at least right now. I mean, shit. if I've had it once, I'd be like, ah, I'll risk it. I'll take it. I got the antibodies. Like, let's do this. That's what I think. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I've had enough of this lockdown crap, so that's good. Let's just get out there, man. <laughs> so sad part is if you become like a silent carrier, like you just never actually get a hundred percent over it. You're just carrying the disease around. Oh yeah, that that could be really bad. Yeah, that would be a bad time. But I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's always been like two weeks you're over it, so that's what I always assumed was was going to happen if you're a healthy person. Okay. I don't know, but there you go. Um, All right. What is crazy, what is crazy is during this lockdown, Lee, like they're already talking about opening up the schools. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't know, man. I don't know. It seems like things are a lot worse than when they closed down the schools, so open them back up man i don't know yeah i uh i speaking of that like they're asking us what we want to do they're like do you want to homeschool your kid and that sounds like a terrible idea and then it's like (laughs) 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 and then they're like do you want to do you want to send her to school every day and i'm like well that also sounds like a terrible idea is there something in between (laughs) where like right can we (laughs) Could we maybe just send them away from this house? (laughs) (laughs) And then they can do something somewhere where there's no corona? Outside, maybe? (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's just so hard to make that decision. I mean, they're giving you that option, but a lot of people just don't have that capability, right? It's not like everybody is able to just work from home so they can teach or they can, you know, have their kids do, uh, do like online courses, right? Um, yeah. So it's rough. Like if you're working something like I am retail, it's not something that's a possibility for me to have my daughter not be in school. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, sucks, man. So I don't know. I feel, I feel for all the teachers out there. I feel for all the parents right now. I, we wanted to send our daughter to preschool this year, this fall. Nah, not going to happen. Um, it's not worth it for preschool. If she was going to be, like, a senior, like, well, maybe I'd have a different opinion. But preschool? No. Well, even, like, even like third, fourth grade, whatever my daughter's going into. Uh, wow, I sound like a great dad, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she's definitely going to a school. She's, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's going she's, back to school. She's got another year, and she's in elementary <laughs> <laughs> she has she has some elementary school under her belt, but not the entire D of elementary school. <laughs> so we're somewhere sure in the middle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you got so, me on that one. That was good. I was proud of myself for that one. So. Her going into fourth grade, part of me is like, ah, is it really worth it? Should I just like have her do homeschool stuff? But honestly, the only way that works out is if my mother-in-law cannot work. And I just don't know how long that's going to be effective. So I think we're going to end up sending her back to school. But with any luck, she's going to already have the antibodies anyway. Because if I've got it, she's probably got it. Or if not, I'm coughing in her face until she's got it. (laughs) Like like the... (laughs) chicken pox episode of south park you just start <laughs> spitting on people <laughs> exactly like, if if i have to get this everyone in the house has to get this <laughs> yeah dude i don't know it's gonna be rough man so 
<sighs> Whatever. Damn. But but I do feel for the people. I feel for I feel for the teachers, man. You see these kids. Mm-hmm. Some kids don't even know how to cover their fucking mouth when they sneeze, right? Wow, I've cursed a lot in this episode. Guys, this one's going to be PG. 13, 14? <laughs> this one's going to be rated R. <laughs> He's lost track of that one, too. Uh, well, you know, you can get you get one F-bomb for every PG-13 movie, but I don't know where we're at right now. I've dropped at least two that I remember. Rated R. Rated R. <laughs> the Beyond <laughs> Terrestrial Vacation Special. Rated R. Dun dun dun! Coming we, this summer to a podcast when, platform near you. When do the rescue tits come in? <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we should we should do a bad slasher movie sometime. Um, but anyways, that that's beside the point. Speaking of so, which, uh, a friend of mine and I got a um, got a scary movie called shark house and literally (laughs) in the description of shark house it actually says it's like jaws but in a house (laughs) that's a direct quote from the description (laughs) okay well do they do they do like jaws and build the tension where you don't see the shark until like almost the end of the movie i haven't seen the movie yet haven't watched it Yes. But it's in Me it's and, Jaws in a house. Yes. My friend and I have got the movie. We actually have it ready to watch. We just haven't watched it yet. We've decided we're going to do a, a a terrible movie night, much like our friends at uh um Wow, what what's the, the suck? Name? What, what the, the suck? suck? Much James like our friends Chris, at What the yes. Suck, but we're probably not going to record it. So Well, that's probably good. That's probably good. So um anyways, so I got to crack another beer here. Ooh, yeah. This is a, uh, what is this? I don't even know. A traffic IPA from the Crosstown Brewery in Memphis, Tennessee. Nice. Nice. Hey, never, uh, you'll never guess what I'm drinking. Ooh, wait. Let me guess. I, I bet the laws have been suspended in the studio. Oh, yeah. There are no laws because I'm drinking the claws. And today's flavor is uh, raspberry. So raspberry. Yeah. Only raspberry. one man would dare give me the raspberry. <laughs> Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. Spaceballs. Oh my god, Spaceballs. That's that's on uh, Amazon Prime now for free. You can go watch that. Really? I'll, I'll yeah, probably going to watch it tonight. Dude, I love that shit. I, I love all Mel Brooks films. The man is a genius. Um, speaking of Mel Brooks, his uh, longtime compatriot, Mr. Carl Reiner, passed away while we were on hiatus. Uh, R.I.P. to a comedy legend, Carl Reiner. He was like 96 or something like that, 98. So, way up there. My grandpa had his birthday while we were on hiatus. We were able to say hi to him. We had a big family Zoom meeting. He turned 99. Nice. Nice. 99 years old. I am pulling. I am pulling for a vaccine to come out before he hits triple digits. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So cool. I, I hope so, man. I hope so. So. That's what we're shooting for. That's some that's some family deets, some family drama that we got. <laughs> we Dan had a big Zoom a meeting. It was yeah, I, I I got one left. He's almost a hundred. That's crazy. That's crazy. My yeah. grandpa died at like yeah. eighty eight. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's the last grandparent that uh, I've got. So, um, you know, props to him. His mom lived to be a hundred and two. Nice. Nice. So, hopefully, I've got some lived to longevity. Ninety-eight years old. So, there you go. There you go. My grandpa was eighty-eight. So, mm-hmm. and they died if less I, than a week apart. Yeah. If I stopped clogging my arteries with fast food, I might be able to live that long too. But we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to live that long, actually. But 
Yeah, yeah it well, was actually he, it was a crazy story. Um, speaking, hey, this is kind of paranormal, actually. Um, so my ooh. grandfather, yeah, here we go. We're getting into something here. So my grandfather, uh, he was actually doing pretty well. My grandmother had been in the hospital a couple times, and um, hold on. My grandmother had actually been in the hospital a couple times over the last couple weeks, and she was basically on bed rest and not able to get up. My grandpa was still up and around and uh, kind of crazy as ever. And out of nowhere, he just collapses. Uh, he died of a pulmonary Im- uh, pulmonary embolism um, at like 88 years old, right? So he was mm-hmm. dead before he even hit the ground, right? Oh, dang. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, it was it, it kind of shook me up and everything, but uh, two days later, uh, maybe three days later, um, my grandmother is laying in bed, and my um, my my mom at the time, or my mom is laying in bed next to her, and Grandma starts getting up. They had been in a band for their entire lives. Uh, the majority of their professional career was playing at uh, as like a house band with. Um, the um, the Grand Canyon in in the Grand Canyon. They also play the name of the band that they were in was called the Reno Racketeers. They played in, in Reno. They played all around the um, Southwest. And uh, so my grandmother starts getting up and trying to get out of bed, asking mom to help her get dressed because she's got to get ready for the show. And my mom's asking her, "What what what show are you talking about? You need to lie down. It's 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 three in the morning. We need to just go to bed and." And calm down. Um, so grandma continues to fight her and says, no, Ab, who was her husband. And then she names her dad and Tex Williams and all these other people that were in the band with her who are passed away now. Um, they're all waiting for me. They're all right there. They're, they're waiting for me. They're telling me to come on and get up. So we or come on and, and let's go to the show. Uh, so at that moment, my mom knew that my grandmother was going to pass away that night. And funny story, she passed away that night. Like, that very night, she passed away. Um, she went, I guess, to the show. So, Dude, that's awesome. Um, like, that's one of those... Uh, that's one of those nicer stories, right? About a way a person can pass away. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you have this vision of your, of your deceased relatives and you go up to meet them. Like, that'd be awesome if that's how it is. You know, fingers crossed, right? So, exactly. Exactly. Um, my my great grandfather, my grandpa's dad. He uh, he worked all. I mean, he just kept on working on the farm his whole life. Um, you know, he, I think he was something like eighty eight when he finally passed. He was in his eighties for sure. Um, he just sat down in his favorite chair one day after he came in from working in the garden, had a aneurysm, and that's it, gone. It so. is amazing. Like. Uh, for as much as for as much as it's sad for us, like that feels like the best way, like an aneurysm oh, and it and you just shut down you, and you're done. Right. Just sit down in your favorite chair and go to sleep. Hell yeah, man. Exactly. Um, could a lot worse ways out there to go. A lot worse. Oh, yeah. A lot more painful and everything. Right. So, like, yeah. So it was kind of dramatic. Like he stood up to go somewhere and just fell over. Right. But honestly, right. he was he was gone. Like my grandfather was gone before he hit the ground. So should I feel like bad that he like hit the ground? Right. Like so. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, wow. That's wild and crazy, man. Well, hey, you know, let's <laughs> let's add to the morbid topics and let's do a little ad read for our friends at fourth hand. <laughs> Just kidding. We love them. Uh, folks who've been listening to the show know we've had guests from the Fourth Hand Network on. Most of our guests have been from the Fourth Hand Network. We had yeah. Chris Cogswell from the Mad Scientists. We had Flora from Blurry Photos. Dave's a man. Uh, we had Zanger from Zang This. Um, we had Chris and James from State of Fear and What the Suck. Um, Hell yeah, I love got- those guys. We've got podcasts in the Great White North, Strange Brew Canada. We've got them down in Florida for the one-on-one hour, which I love the one-on-one hour. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, you know what? You we were recently on an episode of um, Happy Horror Coffee Break, old time radio show. Oh, dude, yes. I love, I love Happy Horror. I love the musical guests. It's like, it's like a weird variety show. Like, you don't it's get great. that kind of entertainment anymore. Uh, no, that's it's great. School. Like, when they call it an old time radio show, it is the perfect matchup. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, um, that guy, Brandon, genius, Dr. Boris Orlock, killing it. So, Boris yeah, Orlock. That's not his voice. That's just me, like, trying to do his voice. It's awful. Yeah, that was actually, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't even come close. Um, but I love, I love, uh, some of the guys that we do these shows with. Um, we are looking at having more next season. Like we might have the guys from the inhuman experience on, we might have the strange brew guys on, we might have one from one-on-one come on (laughs) guys. If you want to hear what our guests, our future guests are up to, what our friends at the fourth hand network are up to, you can always go to fourthhand.com slash shows and you can see all kinds of great stuff. They've got a YouTube channel for coin collectors. They've got a Brady Bunch rewatch. Um, Tax the Man, genius, I love it. Um, they've got all kinds of stuff in there. So go check it out. If you're into music, uh, entertainment, uh, My Worst Holiday. I love those stories from My Worst Holiday. He gets a lot of old actors and stuff to come on his show. So... Check it out, guys. If you're into music, um, you can discover something in Happy Horror or uh, Worship Tribute Nerd, all, all of these different shows. Tons mm-hmm. of stuff. So go check it out, fourthhand.com slash shows. That's the end. Booyah. Hold on one second. I got like. Apparently, everybody coming into my room. Oh, okay. Recording. Don't stop the recording. Please don't stop the music. Please don't stop the music. Are those lockers? Lee's got like a bank of like Walmart lockers or something in his house. You know, like the ones that they got in the break area in the back they're just like the tiny like one foot by one foot little things not even that's what it looks like I'm going to ask him about it when he comes back Lee what are those lockers how did you get them what are you doing what's he using them for now like what's the point of having a bunch of lockers in your house like you're not going to lock them all right like, how would you remember all the combinations? I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. What kind of a guy does that? I don't know. We're going to find out when Lee comes back. So if you guys want to know about this beer from Memphis, Tennessee, this traffic IPA, I'm not much of an IPA guy. Uh, this one's pretty good. It was uh, pretty good. 6.2% alcohol by volume. Independent craft beer. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a little, it's a little fruity. It's not super bitter. I don't know. I don't know what the IBUs on there are, but it's not on the can. So it's definitely not one of the really bitter ones. I do like a good hoppy IPA. I like the floral ones. I don't mind the bitter ones, um, but this one's a little fruitier, a little bit better for the summertime, I think. Um, it's got a really cool can. It's like teal, and it's got some like pop art guy and gal. It's crisp and loud, according to the can. Hey, Lee, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm back, and uh, so, apparently I failed to... Um, ensure that we had powdered sugar. Um, I saw flour in one of our little containers and thought it was powdered sugar. What? Well, okay, so I've got a, I've got some questions now, Lee. Okay. What What did you 
do you guys need powder? Like, we don't use any powdered sugar at my house. Um, so my daughter asked Yvonne, um, a friend of mine, to make cupcakes with her. So Yvonne uh-huh. is making cupcakes with her, and they were going to uh-huh. make homemade frosting. And it, Yvonne asked me two days ago if we had powdered sugar, and I looked in the little containers that we have in our kitchen, um, you know, like little red like canister things, and right. uh, uh-huh. I thought we had powdered sugar, but that was flour. I know because I just tasted it. It's definitely not powdered sugar. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, rough. Rough, son. Yeah. Wow, what so are now you going to do? Now it's, you know, 10 o'clock our time right now, and uh, Yvonne's trying to find powdered sugar. Um, I don't think it's going to go too well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, who uses powdered sugar? Like, maybe you put it on some French toast or something like that. Maybe you use it when you're mm-hmm. baking, and then it just sits in there forever. Right. No one mm-hmm. uses that all the time. Anyways, Lee, I got a question. When you opened that door from the Haunted Barn studio, I saw what looked like a bank of Walmart lockers, the old Walmart lockers we used to have okay. back in the day. What, is that what you got back there? Like, What is that? Uh, yes. Yes. That is... Uh... It's not Walmart lockers. Um, I feel like I shouldn't be saying this out loud. Um, Ooh. So from a job that I have worked in the past, those lockers were being discarded because the new lockers were coming in and being replacing them. Uh-huh. The discarded lockers may or may not have ended up in my vehicle and came home with me. Oh, I see. So there's some there are some lockers from some place that are lockers. What do you use them for? Just like random storage? Yeah, I mean it, it works great for like storing like uh like footballs and basketballs and stuff that just throw something in there and it Se- severed heads and other oh, yeah. body parts. Oh, oh yeah, there's so many severed heads. So many severed heads. <laughs> so- I got like forty two <laughs> severed heads in there. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not even talk about shrunken heads. Oh, my God. You can fit so many. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many. <laughs> Good old-fashioned witch doctrine. Well, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Legit. Yeah. Um, fair enough. I just, I just I saw them in the background, and I was like, what? I'm, I was like, hmm. I was telling the whole audience about it, and I also reviewed this beer while you were gone. So, all good I'm going to keep it in. Everyone's riveted right now. Riveted. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. So, anyways, let me uh, let me give you guys a little vacation story. Let me tell a tale of my vacation, Lee, because we've heard what you've been doing. You've been chopping wood, trying to act all manly and stuff like props. All right. I on <laughs> the other hand, yeah. I on the other hand, uh, flew up from Mississippi up to the Northwest. Um, our flight out, we went into Pullman, Washington from Seattle. So that was fun. We had some layovers. They were pretty significant. That was not so fun. And it was just me and a not quite three-year-old dude, 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 flying with kids, man. Not a fun time. Oh, once they hit the age where they're like my daughter and she just plays video games the whole time. As long as you keep that game charged, you're good. But after that game gets, like, after that game dies, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, again, three, uh, not not too hot. Sometimes she'll sit down and watch something for, like, an hour, maybe two hours. But if you're on a four-hour-long flight, oh, you gotta have you gotta have everything, man. I had snacks, I had coloring books, I had crayons, I had toys, I had it all. It doesn't always work, man. Doesn't always work. Oh no, so. sure. But on the way back, dude, we flew so we didn't stay in hotels, we stayed with family. And we didn't have enough to invest in first class both ways, but on the way back we got first class. Nice. Dude, don't just don't fly first class because then you'll be ruined on it forever. 
right? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's so nice. <laughs> um, like, the seat's way bigger. Um, you're not crowded. You don't have to jockey for elbow room on that little tiny deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, on the way out, I felt like I was just, like, sweaty all the time and couldn't get enough air. No way, man. On the way back, beautiful. So you um, must fly one of those fancy dancy uh, airlines. I I always fly Southwest because I like the free check bags. So I uh-huh. never like Southwest does not have first class. They have like letters of like how quickly you can board. So like if you're like essentially first class is boarding first and that's it. There's no actual first class in those planes. Oh dude, no, not worth it, man. Not worth it. Like we got we got didn't have to pay for check bags, um, free drinks, right? Not that they were like serving a lot of drinks during the damn Corona. Like this is the one time we picked to fly first class when I could have had like free Bloody Marys the whole damn time. But no, <laughs> fucking Corona. <laughs> I know. Thanks a lot, Corona. <laughs> Thanks, Corona. Um, ruined my trip, but um. Yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice. We uh, were up there, um, saw a lot of family, saw my grandpa, and then right before the 4th of July, we went, my uncle was kind enough to drive me down to southern Idaho to meet Sarah, and dude, we ran into a rock slide that covered the highway just south of Riggins. Wow. Like, huge boulders come down. Idaho's been having a string of earthquakes lately. A lot of it is kind of related to uh, the Yellowstone supervolcano, so a lot of people are really worried out there that that thing might heat up. But, um, yeah, dude. So all these rocks came down south of Riggins, blocked the whole damn road. Our options were to drive back to, like, Lewiston, and then go down through Oregon on the highway or to drive up to Grangeville and then take Highway 12 up over Lolo Pass into Montana and then come back down to southern Idaho that way. Or the route we took, which is not advisable, we took French Creek up the Sam- we went up the Salmon River up French Creek on a road that is not made for passenger cars. It is a one lane road and it is for high clearance vehicles, pickups, four by fours, Jeeps, right? Big SUVs, whatever. Well, we took this damn thing in a Chevy Impala. Right? Um, luckily my, uncle a very experienced driver up in these mountain roads was able to pick a good route for us and shit we made it all the way over um we got really lucky there were some cars coming down the road um that we had to pull off to the side for and that was a son of a bitch dude it was rough it was it was hairy because like if you go too far off the side you're down the goddamn mountain like thousands of feet. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I've, I've yeah. I lived in Idaho. Remember like I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, and this, this area had been cleared out pretty well by a previous fire. So the uphill part that we were going up from Riggins was very clear and you would have rolled a long ways before you ran into something and stopped. Oh so, my gosh. That's scary. That's really yeah, scary. Dude. We, we were way the hell up there. I put up pictures in the fourth hand or not the fourth hand group, the beyond terrestrial fan page that we have on, uh, on Facebook. So guys, if you're not in the beyonders group join, you can check it out. Um, we got some great shots of the seven devils from up there. Once we made it to the top, it was pretty smooth sailing. So nice. Yeah. Took us four, four extra hours to get around that damn rock slide. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, dude. Like, that sucks. I, I'm with you. 
Yeah. But yeah, so. that's a scary thing because, like, really the only reason that I can think of that earthquakes would be happening in Idaho is that Yellowstone supervolcano. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's dangerous even to us here, and we're 2,000 miles away. Yes, it has been very active lately. So we'll see. Um, you know, I don't think Yellowstone's natu- necessarily heating up. I just think, uh, you know, there's a lot of fault lines and stuff left from that hot spot as it moved. Um, there's a whole subduction zone underneath it. So it, there's a lot happening along there um, that's way down underground that no one's ever going to see, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then we had the Fourth of July, man. How was your Fourth? What did you do? Ah, I lit off a few fireworks, but didn't do a whole lot. Um, like I said, around here it's been fairly mellow. Um, I got some things going on that I'm not going to mention on the podcast yet, but uh, yeah, it's been a fairly uneventful uh, summer for me. So, well, it was. I mean, it was kind of a low key Fourth of July anyway. A lot of places canceled their fireworks and stuff, you know. Yeah. So we we're lucky. One of Sarah's uh, brothers in law, sort of whatever, um, his like sister runs a fireworks stand and he gets all the good stuff. Right. He gets all the good stuff. So we were shooting off fireworks down there uh, at my old stomping grounds south of the moon on the banks of the beautiful Snake River. It's very flat. You know, Lee, it's very flat Mm -hmm. out there. Um, So it was really cool. Like, you could see fireworks being shot off in the next town. You could see all the fireworks the neighbors were shooting off. Nice. Um, Nice. It's a great little spot that they have for for the 4th of July, and it was a fun time. So we really enjoyed it. Um, We got to do some fishing. We just chilled out. And then we flew back. So it was pretty sweet. Nice. So nice. I'm glad for you, man. I'm really glad yeah. for you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, sounds like it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know what I was been doing here? I've been having fun, but it's been pretty low key lately. So yeah. Well, that's honestly. <laughs> after we spent all this money on the trip, we got back, and Sarah's like, "We're not doing anything." I was like, "What the hell are we gonna do?" <laughs> like the, the the restrictions have have gotten tighter again. Um. You know, they never should have went away in the first place. I'm sorry. Like, but yeah, yeah, it might, it probably might've been better, you know? Um, yeah. And when we, when we booked this trip, we were like, oh yeah, you know, things are going so well. Everything's opening up, blah, blah, blah. It'll be fine. We'll go see all the family. They want to see us. Ooh, ooh, no. So was it, wasn't exactly the best but you know what we had a good time anyway and mm-hmm. yeah so may- maybe we got the corona so we're just gonna sit here and uh try not to spread it around perfect that's how yeah. i'm feeling like i'm like corona all right i guess i'll stay home for a few weeks <laughs> yeah for sure so that's that's just how it is but dude check it out we also uh visited some friends up in nampa right um and Dude, they've been having, like, UFO sightings and stuff out there in Idaho, too. Not just earthquakes, UFOs, too. Nice. Nice. So you got a story for us, or? I got a little one, but, Lee, I got to ask you, have you ever heard about the relationship, any sort of relationship between UFOs and earthquakes? Absolutely. I was actually thinking about, about bringing it up, but I figured that it was not, like, necessarily important at this moment. But yeah, no, so do it. I've never, I've never heard this. So give me some. Give me. Truly some. seems like a lot of our, uh, um, a lot of earthquakes are preceded by UFO sightings or something of that nature, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's really kind of weird. Uh, most of the time, those UFOs are tend tend to be the orb style UFOs. Uh, so there is a certain belief that maybe those are uh, more like energy discharges. Um, think like static electricity or something like that um or like this, ball lightning or like ball lightning or something like that exactly uh-huh. um and if you think about it like the thought of static electricity or ball lightning makes sense it's still like heavy amounts of friction occurring correct so oh yeah 
So yeah, wow. that's pretty much it. Intriguing, intriguing. Well, check this out. This is a UFO sighting from the Nampa area that happened on July 1st. That was only a couple days before um, this earthquake and the subsequent rock slide that made me detour four hours around the damn state of Idaho. Hey, real quick, though, before you do that, let's take another quick break. We'll hear a little bit more from our friends at Fourth Hand. And then we'll get back into this right after this. Ooh, you're teasing this story, Lee. Teasing it. Ooh, I'm a tease. Hello, this is Michael from Pennyhaven. What is Pennyhaven, you ask? Well, Pennyhaven is my YouTube channel. On this channel, I share with the viewer some awesome coins from my collection and the new ones I pick up every week. I also have a bunch of informative videos that show you what to look for in your own pocket so you can realize the worth above face value in circulated money. I'll teach you how you can get silver coins for free or at face value. I'll even tell you how you can get a free piece of gold in the mail. Absolutely free and beautiful. So come on over, subscribe, watch my playlist of informational videos or anything that catches your eye. Send me an email to find out how to get some free gold and start getting the most out of your money. So please, go to YouTube.com and search for Penny Haven. That's P-E-N-N-Y-H-A-V-E-N on YouTube. And we're back. So, Lee, before the break, we were teasing the audience about a UFO sighting that happened in Nampa just days before an Idaho earthquake and a terrible rock slide that had me detour four hours up the mountains of Idaho to get around that bitch. So let I me feel tell like you about it. you're more upset about the rock slide than really just about anybody else because of that four hours. Dude, it was it was rough, but honestly, a lot of people had it worse. Like if we'd gone through Montana, it would have taken at least six hours. If we had gone through Lewiston, probably at least another six hours. So I mean, it was pretty rough. Fair enough. Um, but <laughs> this is a news report from thirteen ten KLIX News Radio. That's an AM radio station, Lee. Um, Sounds AM. And they, yes, they've reported on this Nampa UFO sighting. At 7.30 p.m. approximately, on the 1st of July, 2020, a UFO sighting was reported to the National UFO Reporting Center, Lee. Um, now... I don't know the National UFO Reporting Center as uh, as a group, but we've got some things to talk about these UFO groups. There's some news there. So hopefully this National UFO Reporting Center is a good one, and they're ready to get some more business because MUFON is going down the tubes. Um, no, I think MUFON's got a, a good several years left in them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... If honestly, who knows these days, man? I don't know. Crazy stuff. We'll tell you all about it after I tell this story. Um, so this sighting lasted approximately eight minutes, Lee. That's a um, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a group of undisclosed size saw a shiny round object moving very slowly in the sky. Initially, they all believed this object to be a balloon. Right, But it just seemed like it wasn't really moving that much um, until it began to move erratically. And then, this is a direct quote from the report, shot to the left and disappeared. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Sounds like a balloon that got caught in the wind, but okay. But Lee, it was moving erratically. And then it shot to the left. 
Those are the exact words in the report. It shot to the left. Um. So let me ask you: um, Do we wonder? Do, does anybody ever? I believe the science behind turbulence is different air currents causing issues with the like the airfoil on the plane. Correct. So theoretically, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. there could be like this particular balloon could be passing through different um, air currents at that particular level. So then it would become erratically and then eventually it would get onto like a stable air current that was like just fucking crazy going to the left. We we don't know if that was north, south, I mean, east, west. Yeah. Up, yeah, down, January, third, February. So I, I went to the National UFO Reporting Center's uh, page for that report. And honestly, the description is like two or three sentences. I mean, pretty much just probably actually less than what I just read to you. Um, so it's it's hard to say. I mean, it's July. Eh, I don't know. Could it have been a balloon? Possible, especially if it's shiny, kind of that, you know, that mylar material that you see a lot of balloons made out of. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <clears throat> if it didn't seem to move the way people have... I mean, all of us have seen a balloon get let loose at the county fair, right? Never seen that happen, Dan. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I'm we're on a, different I'm pages a... here, buddy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's possible that it was a balloon and it just didn't fit into someone's preconceived notion of how a balloon should fly off in the sky. Um, Fair enough. But, again, weird stuff happening, man. The ground's shaking out there. And I just found out Idaho has one of, has the highest UFO sightings per capita of any state. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, this is per capitally, and most of that is because the population of Idaho is still low compared to other states. Uh, like, next in the line is Montana, so... Wait, Montana like, beats us or is behind us? Is behind us, is behind us. Okay. All right. I feel a lot better about that. So I think Idaho just has that right combination of like populous areas and a lot of stuff going on in the sky. You know, we've got some Air Force bases out there. We've got nuclear reactors. We've got earthquakes. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. Um so yeah, Idaho's Idaho's just a hot spot right now per capita. Okay. Not All overall, right. but yeah. Yeah. So So some weird and wild stuff. So we were talking about um about UFOs and about strange things in the sky. Well, while while you were like discovering these these shows or not these shows, but these, you know, UFOs and stuff and these stories, something else was happening. Something groundbreaking, something that rocks the UFO community to its core. Dan, are we going to talk or bring up the fact that the head of um, MUFON is uh, under investigation and allegedly involved in... um, Inappropriate conduct with minors? Let's. Oh, let's, Lee, please. This, honestly, Lee, UFO Twitter and all these conspiracy-type places that we go to for a lot of our information are rife with these Pizzagate-type conspiracies about pedos and all this sort of stuff. And then when one all of a sudden turns up at the head of one of the biggest UFO reporting databases in the country. Dude. Little bit crazy. Little bit crazy. So, 
this is just an insane thing. Um, we have a relationship with a former member of MUFON, um, and he is he's just an amazing guy. He's told us a little bit about um, the atmosphere, and honestly, from what I took from it, I didn't see it being that strange of a situation. That being said, it was something that still came a little bit out of left field, right? Like, I was expecting, uh-huh. like, I don't know, KKK membership or something like that, right? And um, what actually came was uh, sex with minors. So there's that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, well, it seems likely uh, this, this guy, the former head of MUFON, what's his name, Jan Harzen or whatever, uh, was busted sending inappropriate messages to an undercover officer who he thought was a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, come on. And when they went to meet up, surprise, surprise, it's to catch a predator, bitch. And he is in handcuffs, and he's in the paddy wagon, and he's headed downtown. Funny story. So, Autumn, my listener, the listeners know who Autumn is at this point. Um, was like there was a man that was talking to her and they were joking around and having fun and then one day she saw him uh, on to catch a predator and that was crazy like her reaction was off the wall like dude i love that shit dude (laughs) that show was so freaking good yes it was so terrible and it was so good at the same time because you're like they got them they got those sons of bitches exactly exactly gotcha motherfucker like (laughs) dude but just i don't know i don't i wonder a little bit if shows like that have put this like into the zeitgeist right this idea of pedophilia you know um maybe guys who weren't into it before see that sort of thing and they're like "Ooh, well maybe i could get away with it you know what i mean yeah well wait dan i thought that every time you're getting too close to the truth the government brands you as a pedophile yeah oh yeah that's true too yeah that's one of the things that is out there in the UFO Twitter that if the government doesn't like you, they will fabricate evidence to make you into a pedo. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird how conspiracy theorists can have two different ideas. Either a, the government makes you into a pedo or B everyone in the government is a pedo. Well, the best part is the ones that are like, Everybody makes me a pedo and the entire government is a pedo. <laughs> oh, that's right. See, that's why they make you into a pedo. It's projection. They're like, oh, no, it's that guy right there. Oh, <laughs> they get. <laughs> um, dude, I don't know, man. These have have you seen the Wayfair conspiracy? I've only seen little bits and pieces of it. I've been kind of out of it. Like I said, I've had some stuff going on. I'm not going to lie. So. So, so allegedly, uh, this is a very broad strokes here, folks, because I, I haven't gone down this rabbit hole because I've been afraid, (laughs) but allegedly you can go on Wayfair and buy like a cabinet and this cabinet would have a child's name. And I guess some of these cabinet names were like. Uh, the same as missing children's names, like some kind of weird shit like that. It's a really smart thou- way to, to traffic in stolen children, by the way. Let's just put their name out on the Internet so people can buy them. <laughs> right. Like change in it in the least. Company. Right. A completely obvious furniture company. Um, yeah. And then so you'd buy this cabinet and it'd be thousands and thousands of dollars. And then like a a child would come with it, which seems a little bit odd. Like, I don't know, you know, even if it costs $10,000, like $10,000 for a child sex slave, whose name is put up on the internet. Yeah. I mean, that just seems like, you know, 
I want to know what FedEx cheap. driver like was like delivering that and didn't like be like, oh shit, sounds like there's a kid bouncing around in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And then I was I was like, don't don't you have to put these cabinets together? Isn't this like some kind of IKEA thing where it comes in a big old box? Oh yeah. Um, I guess the kids don't come like in the cabinet pre-constructed. It's like a whole. Thing. And, like, maybe the $10,000 isn't the actual price. That's just, like, you know, symbolic of the bidding that they do. I don't know. Like, people who are into these conspiracies will come up with all kinds of things to make it sound more real. You know? I do like to imagine the FedEx and UPS drivers just la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't see <laughs> yeah, this. They- I'm just paid to deliver. They're like the transporter, right? right? Like, but man, yeah, they will fight yeah. to protect that package. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I I worry about some of these conspiracies, Lee. I really do. Um, one, like, if they're true, like, that's absolutely the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard, and I would be shocked and appalled. Two, they just, I mean, come on, they're probably not true. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but people get so into these ones, like this Q conspiracy, the pedo stuff, they get so deep into it and they have such strong feelings about it. Uh, and it like influences some of their real world actions, which is, uh, which is troubling. Well, yeah, I mean, it is really troubling when you look at things like the shooting that happened because of the Pizzagate conspiracy and that kind exactly. of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's exactly. Bad. So that's what I worry about. Like, guys, we're having all kinds of fun here. We love these stories, but taking this like to the extreme in your life and making your life all about disclosure or you know ghost hunting or uh, PizzaGate, QAnon, whatever, like that is going pretty extreme um you know there is a difference between believing that it's something that's a possibility understanding that it's something that's a possibility and becoming a zealot and that's what we hope that our listeners don't do our listeners don't become so believed in whatever the the story is that they're fixated on that they can't think analytically And focus on the fact that, well, let's say, hypothetically, if I walked into a pizza place, how many civilians would I be firing upon? Let's be real. Right, you're right. Um, And I mean, there's there's some cool, true stuff we've talked about. You know, we talked about Azorian. Really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Um, We talked about uh, Bill Dorian's experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which, you know... That was his experience. That's what he felt was happening. Um, and his experience is true to him, and it's true in the book, and it feels true to us. Um, you know, who knows what was happening? But that experience is valid, and it deserves to be, uh, you know, expressed and told and shared. Mm-hmm. So we we love that kind of stuff. But what what I can't abide is this, this craziness that drives people to do, uh, like sometimes really weird and, uh, violent things. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like going that far. Yeah, I agree. Well, guys, it's been a beautiful time with you here in the, um, summertime, (laughs) but the living ain't easy. Yeah. We're having it rough. We got the, we might have the Rona. We'll see. Tune in. We, we're going to do one more summer special, Lee. Yep. One more for next episode, and then we'll likely be coming back. Or for next month, and then we'll likely be coming back. Excellent. Excellent. So we're looking at a September return. Fingers crossed. We've got a lot of stuff we're working on, so it might be a little delayed here there we're working on it though we've got a lot in the works guys there's so much coming down the pipe you got to get ready like prepare your brains for this shit we got a new hosting platform yep yes 
made that transition this earlier this week. Guys, if you are hearing this and it's coming through loud and clear to you, please reach out to us. Reach out to us on Facebook. Reach out to us on Twitter. Um, in the fan page, just let us know that you're hearing us. That way I know that this new hosting platform is working correctly for us. Faux show, faux show. All right, guys. Well, it was great telling you about our summer vacations. Hey, we'll put up something on the fan page when this drops. Tell us about your summer plans, guys. What are you doing? Are you going to have fun? Are you going to go see something weird, something strange, something out there, something beyond terrestrial? Check out the Neowise comment. It's out there beyond terrestrial. It's just... uh on the northwest underneath the Big Dipper in the evenings down by the horizon go someplace where there isn't a lot of light pollution you'll see it too alright 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 Lee sign off for the people guys thank you for enjoying another episode of Beyond Terrestrial and just remember to always keep your out your eyes out there Beyond Terrestrial Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Pod, Google Play, and other major podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with the show goings on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's Beyond the Letter T Pod. And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on BeyondTerrestrial.com. That's right, we got the dot com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.